Hello and welcome back to episode 15 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. With myself, Lauren Plant. And me, Graham. And we're dad and daughter and... I think we're both really missing football at the moment. I know everybody is and there's lots going on and football is the least of everyone's worries. But as people that do do a football podcast, it is something that we're missing on the weekend. So in response to that, we're looking at some of the best Premier League players ever to have played. Last week, we looked at the best strikers ever in the Premier League. And this week, Dad, you came up with a really cool idea. So this is all about substitutes. So the super subs, people who've come off the bench, Premier League or Division 1 as the old Division 1. So it's quite a lot of interesting facts when you look through that. And it's definitely not easy being a sub. I think... A, you obviously as a professional footballer want to be starting. So the mentality to have, to know that you're going to be a sub at the beginning of the match is tricky for any kind of player. So I think being a substitute isn't an easy thing to do. And you probably get a lot of stick from the fans if you're an away substitute. Yeah, probably. Definitely. So we've picked four substitutes each. It automatically kind of works out that they're normally forwards. I suppose because when you think of substitutes, who are the greatest substitutes, super subs, automatically you think of people that have come on and score the winning goals. So who are you going to have for your first super sub? Well, mine is the original super sub. I think if you Google, which of course we have, if you research super subs or substitutes, David Fairclough, the original super sub, I think uh, you'll find him on every search. Started at Liverpool, 1975. Wouldn't say he had an illustrious career. But he certainly uh, made his mark and I say even all these years later his name still comes up first on that search. He was behind Keegan, Toshak, David Johnson, John Aldridge, some fantastic centre forwards through the glory days of Liverpool really. So that's really the reason he didn't quite get into the first team often enough. Appeared 154 times, got 55 goals, 18 of those as a substitute and he came off the bench 62 times for uh, Liverpool. And interestingly, his goals of the 55 goals he scored, 35 of them were scored in the last half an hour. So very much a second half player, even if he was playing the full match. Scored some famous goals as a substitute. Substitutes coming on in the European Cup quarterfinal against Setetian at Anfield and got the winner. And Gerald Sinstad, commentator I remember well, Gerald Sinstad's words were, super sub strikes again. <laughs> So, yeah, he was famous for being a super sud. He then went on to Canada, Norwich, sometime at Oldham, Tranmere, Wigan. Total career, 268 matches, 63 goals. One appearance for England under 21s. Let's say he wasn't a fantastic player, but definitely if you're going to do a thing on substitutes, you've got to mention the ginger legend, David Fairclough. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so mine, probably when you think of super sub, isn't someone that probably springs to mind but in terms of talent and ability for me he's up there so I've gone for Gabriel Jesus 23 year old obviously Brazilian joined Man City from Palmeiras for 27 million pounds in 2017 and he's in his fourth season at the club and I think because Sergio Aguero has stayed in form pretty much stayed fit Still kept scoring goals. We mentioned Agüero obviously last week. He's one of the greatest Premier League forwards. So Gabriel Jesus has very much still been sidelined. But he joined the club when he was quite young. And in terms of substitutes and ability, he's definitely up there for me. So he's had, in 2016-17 season, his first season at the club, he had seven goals, four assists, and that was in 11 games. That's when City came third in the league altogether. 
And then, of course, they won the league in 2017-18 and then 2018-19, those two seasons. And he contributed greatly. 2017 season, 13 goals. Not so much, actually, uh, 2018-19 season. Seven goals and four assists and 29 appearances. And then current season, he's played 13 matches. 11 of them have been as a sub. And he's had 10 goals and five assists. So for Pep Guardiola, he's obviously done a fantastic job at Man City. He strengthened the squad. I think what any great manager does, he strengthens the squad. He brought Gabriel Jesus. He's young. He's exciting. He comes off the bench and he has an impact pretty much all the time. Yes, he's still second behind Sergio Aguero. But for me, the energy, the pressing, he's exactly what Guardiola wants. I think in terms of substitutes, he's up there. What do you think about him as a player? Is he going to... I think he's a good player. He's uh, similar actually in his style to... Aguero, yeah, he's not, spec- not spectacular goals, you know, it's uh, a lot in the box. I think I think he's a good, well, for City especially, a good squad player. He'd get first choice in lots of teams in the Premier League, but I think for City, just what they want, uh, you know, a very strong subs bench with people like Jehus on there. Exactly. So I think, obviously, Aguero is 31 years old. I hope that Jesus stays at Man City. There's a lot of rumour about maybe he's going to leave so he gets more pitch time. Hopefully he'll stay and then he will follow in the success of Aguero. So Gabriel Jesus is my first super sub. So my second one again is uh, quite a famous substitute, super sub. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, the baby-faced assassin, as he was called. <laughs> Why do they call him that? Well, okay, he looked about 12 when he was about 30. <laughs> he looks so much older now he he's done managing. Now, yeah. So uh-huh. he, uh, Norwegian, of course, started at Mulder. He's 42 games, 31 goals. Joined United in 1996. His career tally with Man United, 235 games, 91 goals. Pretty good. Not bad. And for Norway, 67 matches, 23 goals. Of course, he's managed Mulder, actually. Club where he started, managed Cardiff, if you remember. Oh, yeah, of course. And I was quite surprised. Man United 2018. So, been at United since 2018. Started off with a bang. Yeah. And opened down since then. But they've stuck with him for a play. When he arrived, you had Eric Cantona, Andy Cole. So, he had a real strong squad. His debut was as a sub, of course. Uh, that was in August 1996 against Blackburn Rovers. Oh, right. Okay. He had a chance to move to Tottenham, but he stuck with Man United. 6th of Feb 1999, he came off the bench in the 71st minute, contributed in the last 19 minutes, four goals. What? He scored them in the last 12 minutes, actually, and United beat Forest 8-1. <laughs> uh, so came off the bench, 19 minutes played, four goals, not bad. His most famous goal as a sub, and possibly one of the most famous substitute goals of all time in football, was the 1999 Champions League final, when he came on, replaced Andy Cole. And he scored in the final seconds against Bayern Munich to help United lift the Champions League and the treble. So probably if you were to Google famous substitute goals, that would be definitely, definitely be one of them. So yeah, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the baby-faced assassin. And in total, coming off the bench from Man United, he scored 28 goals. So a proper substitute. Very, very good player, hard worker. So definitely worth mentioning. If he's in amongst, you say, Cantona, Andy Cole, do you reckon he kind of would have just accepted being a sub? Yeah, I'd have thought so. I think he, you know, he was never... Uh, never going to get in ahead he, of those guys, really. When he was never a, bit, a big striker, always, you know, he was quite a nifty player, quite clever. So yeah, perfect to bring off the bench, actually, really canny. Same as he's got now, he's a quite a clever football brain. So when Solskjaer came off, quite a clever player, so... 
you know, getting towards the end of the game, you're getting a bit tired. The last thing you want to see him coming yeah. on the pitch. Very clever player, actually. Yeah, good Very player. Astute. So my second super sub, well, he's an English striker. He's the eighth highest goal scorer in the Premier League history with 162 goals. We didn't even mention him last week. Jermaine Defoe. Overall, he's had 23 goals as a substitute and he's played for several clubs. That's why he's got a lot of goals in the Premier League. He starts off at Charlton, five seasons at West Ham, most known for his spell at Tottenham from 2004. £6 they bought him for and that was managed by David Pleat. And he had 31 goals between 2004 to 2006, 2007 season, 34 appearances but he was starting to compete for people like Robbie Keane, Dimitar Berbatov. They both got more goals than him that season. So eventually he went on loan to Portsmouth and he went back to Spurs. 2011-2012, again, 25 appearances, 14 of those as a sub. And then this time he found himself competing against Emmanuel Adebayor, who got 18 goals that season. And then if you remember, he went to Sunderland, 15 goals there. And then Bournemouth and on loan, he's currently now at Rangers. And he's 37 years old. So he spent a lot of his career being the number one striker and then obviously towards the end of his career being kind of the super sub, very clever striker, knows where the goal is. He's got very, very predatory instincts. He knows when to make great runs. He's still got really good pace, actually. And I was watching one of his best goals ever was for Sunderland in the derby against Newcastle when he did a left foot volley. And uh, they showed the replays and he cried because it was so good. It, it, it was an amazing shot. I think in terms of someone who can bring on the bench, even now for Rangers, he's a fantastic footballer. Yeah, we didn't mention him last week. He had a lot of skill, a lot of talent and maybe went unnoticed too much. Yeah, no, a good player. That's, again, another good squad player. Another one that you wouldn't want to see come off the bench nippy and quick and again, quite a clever striker. So uh, not a big burly striker. Another one that's really sort of Stays out wide a fair bit, but yeah, very uh, good, a good choice that. Yeah, I like that. So my third one, it's a bit of a funny one this actually. Um, Not an obvious choice, but I think it's somebody who we haven't mentioned being one of the stars, superstars over the last few weeks. But this player has made 144 substitute appearances in the uh, Premier League, and that's James Milner. And James Milner's an interesting character because he's 534 appearances in total. Wow. He won two league titles with City. And in those seasons, he was off the subs bench quite a lot, actually. He's played for some... I mean, he's had a career that's incredible. There's not many people had such a long, sustained career with such good teams. Leeds United, Newcastle, Villa, City, Liverpool... He's played in brilliant teams, and I think the reason for picking James Milner, I said it's easy to pick the strikers, they come off the bench, they score the spectacular goals, but James Milner was on the bench for one reason, because he well, he's a very good player, but he could drop into any position. He'd play at full-back. If you watch his substitute appearances, he'll have gone on to play as full-back, middle of midfield, wide midfield, wide winger. So a real versatile player. Perfect player to have on the bench, somebody who'll really um, contribute. Played 61 times for England. In fact, his debut was a sub, 2009 against Holland. So, yeah, I say midfield, wing, he'll play anywhere. Also, a good one to bring on if you've got penalties, potential penalty shootouts. 30 penalties in total he's scored in the Premier League. And in the seasons 18-19, he scored five, 16-17, scored seven. So he's quite a prolific penalty taker as well. So... Yeah, James Milner, Mr. Versatile, uh, very quiet, unassuming, really hard-working, proper squad player. 
He is. He reminds me of someone like Gareth Barry, someone you can bring on. Yeah, no, he's always, let's say he's a real workhorse, not as exciting as your Lampard, your Gerrards. Yeah, because for Liverpool, obviously, they don't normally put him with Henderson. They kind of seem to swap the two. But I remember the commentary, he's been playing fantastic for Liverpool this season. They say he's actually getting better with age. Mm, yes, no, I think any team would have him. And so the quality of the teams that he's played for just tells you what a great player he is. So my third super sub, he's a bit of a legend, I'd say, and very iconic for the Premier League. He's had 468 appearances, very similar to James Milner, actually. And overall, he had 108 goals, obviously not all of them as substitute. He had 58 assists, 15 goals as a substitute. It is Peter Crouch. And apparently he's the most career substituted appearances in the Premier League ever. Gosh, he played for a lot of teams. Spurs, Villa, Liverpool famously, Portsmouth, then back to Tottenham. Then he did Stoke, which I mentioned a little bit later, and Burnley. He overall was competing, I suppose, at Liverpool. He had Cissé was competing for in Tottenham. We mentioned Defoe. He was obviously competing with him. Pavlachenko, again, Robbie Keane. Even at Stoke, when he was there for seven seasons, wasn't always their number one striker. Dioff was up there, Trooper Moting. And obviously he did Burnley. Maybe he did about a season from January to the end of the season there. Yeah, something like that. And obviously now he's retired, started Match of the Day. He's got a really cool podcast actually, doing his podcast at the moment. On the podcast, he actually did a guide to being a substitute on there. And he was saying he was substitute a lot and how they got a lot of stick from the crowd. And apparently when he was warming up, because he's so lanky, six foot seven, a lot of the crowd were obviously shouting abuse at him because they couldn't see the match because he was trying to warm up. And he was also saying that when they chew gum, apparently like a trick that they do is they try and get it on the line once they finish their gum. So all these footballers are like spitting and flicking gum. Ridiculous. At the line, which is disgusting. And apparently when they signal over to the bench, they would signal with their hand really high if they want to crouch or, or really low if they wanted Shakiri. Which I thought was quite cool. And he had 42 caps for England, 22 goals. Very good. He was really good for England. And I think the robot dance was where he was very famous for. And he actually played in Champions League final for Liverpool. Liverpool's chant was he's big, he's red, his feet stick out the bed. (laughs) Probably true, actually. I know, it's brilliant. I mentioned that he played for Stoke. And we actually saw him back in September 2018 at Stoke, where Blackburn were playing them. And he came on as a substitute in the 60th minute and we actually won that match 3-2. But I remember thinking, this is pretty cool, like we're watching Peter Crouch. If you remember, it was 3-0 when he came off the bench. I think it was 3-0 and it ended up 3-2 and they missed a penalty Barino at the end. Yeah. I think he did influence the game, very difficult to play against because of the, just his height, really. Well, that's the thing. I think in the end, a lot of managers used him as their plan B because if they were trying to play fancy football in the end, just whack it into the box and six foot seven crouch, most likely is he'll get his head on it. He might drop it down to someone else or even score a header himself. So I think towards the end of his career, he was plan B. Hmm, yeah, good player. Good. I didn't. I mean, he's, I'm surprised that he's England. Yeah, I was career. really surprised. That's by incredible, that. isn't it? I mean, yeah. you've got the best, second best podcast in the country, apparently, as well. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> right, so my last one is actually this one got really interesting with this because I picked him and then. The more I read about it, I didn't realise just how good a player he was and has been and still is, actually. So this is uh, Javier Hernandez, Little P. Why is he called Little P? I don't know, I haven't got a clue. Not, Not actually a sure. Clue. Not a clue. Something to do with Mexico, I imagine, where he's from. <laughs> Mexico's all-time leading scorer with 52. He's at 
LA Galaxy now. Joined Man United in July 2010. And of course, West Ham was his other famous oh, Premier yeah, League time. Reading this, and again, it's hard to believe, his minutes per goal ratio is the best in Premier League history. No. Time it's taken to score his goals is the best time in, Ever. in history. He made his debut for United off the bench in a friendly and scored. His Premier League debut was off the bench, came on for Wayne Rooney. And that gives you some idea of the people that were in the team. Yeah. Van Percy, Rooney, Nanny, Giggs. I mean, he was fighting for a place and um, it was, a, I mean, some fantastic players. His first Champions League goal against Valencia was off the bench. 103 games for United, 37 goals. The loan season at Real Madrid, actually, which I've forgotten really? about. And his debut there was off the bench, replacing Benzema. So, yeah, so, I mean, he, he was, he was a, a good player. He's a good couple of seasons at West Ham. And I think this is probably the most memorable substitute appearance in Premier League history. And this was on the 16th of March. I'd, I'd forgotten about this, and when I read about it, I can remember it now. So this was at, was it Upton Park or the new stadium? It would have been the new stadium, 2019 March. Yeah. Home to Huddersfield, 3-1 down. Came off the bench, scored three goals. Yeah. 84th, 90th, 91st minute. Beat Huddersfield 4-3. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. He won the Premier League twice with Man United, 2010-11, 2011-12. Again, another unassuming character, a bit like Oli Gunnar, actually. He was interviewed in 2012, and his words were, I don't care if I'm on the bench as long as Man United win. Brilliant. That's the right attitude you've got to have, isn't it? Very good. And at that point, when he, that interview took place, at that point, he'd got 29 goals for United, and 10 of those were off the bench. And just to reiterate how good my choices have been, the only Man United player to score more goals from the bench than Javier Hernandez is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, you're top two. So, so yeah, so two crackers, well, four crackers there, actually. Because physically, he never really was someone that, as a defender, would you have been overly worried? I suppose he's very quick. Yeah, quick. I don't know, he's a funny one. He never... He, Poacher. Like I said, when you read his... Uh, to think that he went to Real Madrid and played... You yeah, know, that surprises Top me. players at United, top players at Real Madrid. And, you know, I think he's had a... a squad player. Yeah, but he's had a player. cracking career, actually. He's had a very, very strong career. And I say he's country's leading all-time striker yeah, and things. Yeah. So it's a good, good career, Hernandez. Good little P. So my last player... French striker bought for £9.6 million from Montpellier to Arsenal in 2012, Olivier Giroud. He had his first season, 2012-2013, at Arsenal. 34 appearances, 10 of those were substitutes, and he had 11 goals. Slowly racked them up. The next season, he got 16 goals, 14 goals the next season. He was top goal scorer in 2015-16. But it was towards the end when... Arsene Wenger brought in Aubameyang and Lacazette, obviously two prolific strikers that Olivier Giroud thought, now nah, I'm not having this. But earlier on in his career, Podolski, kind of he challenged for, Ramsey, Santa Gazzola, Oza were all in midfield and he did really well off them. I actually think he's a really, really good player. So like I said, Aubameyang and Lacazette came in. Unfortunately, Giroud left, but I think all the Arsenal fans really enjoyed him, put in good shift Good player, very good player. And Chelsea obviously bought him for £18 million and he's currently still with them. From That was from January 2018. Never really got in the squad. He had Alvaro Moretta. To be fair, even he didn't do that great. I think he might have had one season, two seasons max. Gonzalo Higuain, again, I think since Diego Costa 
apart from Tammy Abraham now, Chelsea have struggled, I think, to find that forward. Remember, Eden Hazard was playing forward at one point. Sarri even wanted him to play over Olivier Giroud. Mm, false number nine or whatever they call it. Yeah, it Weird. didn't make any sense for me when you've got Giroud, who he's a great link-up player. He's not selfish at all as a player. And probably that may be why he hasn't scored as many goals as he should have. I was listening, Alan Shearer was saying that you've got to be selfish as a striker. Yeah, it looked like he was going to leave in January, but then Tammy Abraham got injured. And Frank Lampard, to be fair to him, he said Giroud's been fantastic. He's been a great sportsman. He kind of wanted to go. And obviously Chelsea said, now we probably still need you. And he's a really good squad player. For me, I don't think he started enough. Because I think Batshuayi was getting picked over him. Who would you have, Giroud or Batshuayi? Giroud. Yeah, all day of the week. So target man, holds up the ball well, goes deep, selfless. Scored a lot of goals for Arsenal. Maybe not as many as he should have for Chelsea, but a really good squad player and I think a super sub. So we've picked our top four. I'm going to rank mine from fourth to number one, who I think this is technically the better player. I've gone for number four, Peter Crouch, three, Gabriel Jesus, two, Olivier Giroud, and number one, I've gone for Jermaine Defoe. Oh. What do you think about that? Defoe's my number one. Yeah, no, I think that's very good. I think Defoe's, uh, and it, well, still is, 37, 38, yeah. whatever he is, still doing a brilliant job. And like I say, up, I imagine in Scotland he'll he'll get some goals off the bench. My ranking of four, I'm going to find this hard, actually. Probably David Fairclough, followed by um, Hernandez. I think Milner, you can't underestimate that. And then Oli Gullis, Solskjaer, of course, 28 goals off the bench for Man United. He's your number one. Yeah, I think it's got to be really. 28 goals off the bench for the, one of the best teams in the world. That's spectacular, really. Barna of the week. I've gone for one of my strikers. You've picked a lot of uh, Frenchies recently, so I follow trend. I've gone for Olivier Giroud. He's a well-groomed man. He's got a wet, slicked-back look, short sides. He's like an upgrade on Jedward. I think he's got a fantastic, well-maintained beard as well everyone's obviously in lockdown and we've had a lot of people go on about their haircuts online and things like that get a picture of Olivia Giroux up show it to your mum or your missus or your other half I don't think you can go too wrong there if you have more hair I think you'd, you'd suit Giroux look I'm never going to get that I've given <laughs> up with the Giroux look a long time ago it's Giroux as flu as far as I'm concerned I've got a good one actually so I've, again I've gone for one of my four picks today couldn't really imagine any of the four of them having anything interesting to talk about. But then I googled Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and some of the pictures of him when he was at United in the early days. And I thought, there's something familiar here. Right. And then I started, to, and it was it's, it's this hobbit-like look. And it what? is this curly, sort of flat, curly hobbit-like. And then they do start putting pictures of other people next to him from... <laughs> Not the Hobbit. From those films. And it's, oh. it's it's perfect, actually. So you're saying he looks like Frodo? No. No, no, no. Oh, you're not? No, no. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, it's Frodo. Is it Frodo? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the one with curly hair, definitely. But anyway, no, he definitely, definitely uh, has got quite an interesting flat slash curly mop. Do you reckon that's why he was called the babyface assassin? The curls kind of brought out been, the baby yeah, side he to looked, him. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get served. I think even when he was about 30, he would still get challenged for ID, <laughs> ID. in a pub. But uh, manager Man United certainly put some years on him. But no, he was he had a good old Barnet. So that's it from this week. We've gone through eight super subs. I've really enjoyed actually 
shining a light on those strikers that we missed last week and giving them the recognition they deserve because it is very tricky psychologically for any player coming on and trying to have an impact from the bench and just sticking it out. I mean, they get a lot of money to stick it out on the bench, but they've done very well. So next week... Again, you've come up with lots of great ideas, Dad. What are we thinking for next week? We've talked a lot about players. We're going to push it out. Yeah, we're going to go for grounds. So we're going to choose some grounds. It's the grounds we've been to. I think you've been to about 50 and I've been to about 50. Just picking some memorable grounds. Not not necessarily the big ones, but uh, some of the little ones. Just some quirky, interesting things about some of the grounds we've been to. Might be the pies, might be the parking. <laughs> might be the pies of the park. Could be anything. Could be anything. Oh, Stay safe, stay positive, and we'll be back next week.